This scripture reading is from Isaiah 61 to 6. Arise, shine, for your light has come, and the glory of the Lord rises upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick darkness is over the peoples. But the Lord rises upon you, and his glory appears over you. Nations will come to your light, and kings to the brightness of your dawn. Lift up your eyes and look around you. All assemble and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters are carried on the hip. Then you will look and be radiant. Your heart will throb and swell with joy. The wealth of the seas will be brought to you. To you the riches of all nations will come. Herds of camels will cover your land. Young camels from Maiden and Epaha and all from Sheba will come, bearing gold and incense and proclaiming the praise of the Lord. Scripture reading will be Matthew 2, 1-12. through 12. Visit of the Magi. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem and in Judah, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw in his star in the east and have come to worship him. When King Herod and this he was distributed all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them, where is, the, where is the Christ? Was to be born? In Bethlehem in Judah, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, but you, Bethlehem in the land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah. And out of you will come ruler, who will be the shepherd of my people Israel." When Herod called them the Magi secretly and found out from them exactly the, the time the star had appeared, he sent them to temper and came to him. Oh, sorry. My apologies. Bethlehem and said, Go and make a careful search for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they have heard the king, they went their way, and the star that they had seen in the east went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where, they, where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold and incense and of myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Well, friends, this morning we have a very special preacher to bring a word to us this morning. Last May uh, on Mother's Day Sunday, not only did you find out that Amanda is a great musician, she's also a spectacular preacher. And so in staff meeting, when we were talking about preaching schedules for the new year, when it came to Epiphany, I think you were kind of chomping at the bit to preach, to preach on Epiphany. And I thought, wow, okay, great, have at it. So, friends, would you welcome Amanda this morning as she share her words with us? I wear many hats here, so I had to do my like wardrobe change. Good morning, church. Let me just get myself set up here really quick. 
Would you pray with me? Most gracious and loving God, as we gather together on this most special day, the Feast of Epiphany, we ask that your spirit might uh, open our hearts and our minds, our ears and our eyes, might we hear some good news this morning. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of all our hearts be pleasing to you. And we pray this in the name of Jesus the Christ, Emmanuel, God with us. Amen. What is it about stars that captivates our imagination? When you walk outside and look at the heavens at nighttime, now granted, around here it is, we do have some light pollution. It's a little harder to see the stars these days than it used to be, but you can still see some glorious, glorious night skies. And when those stars are out twinkling, well, sometimes it can just take your breath away. Through the ages, people have been just enraptured with stars, and they've made their way into really all aspects of our lives, from nursery rhymes um, to preschool songs, right? like get your twinkle fingers out. We all know, twinkle, twinkle, little star. Sing with me. Get your twinkle fingers out. I mean it. Twinkle, twinkle, little star. How I wonder what you are, up above the world so high, like a diamond in the sky. Twinkle, twinkle, little star, how I wonder what you are. Oh, give yourselves a hand. That was beautiful. There is a place for all of you in our choir. Um... But the, the bedtime rhyme, starlight, star bright, first star I see tonight. I wish I may, I wish I might have this wish, I wish tonight, right? Or even into Disney movies, way back to the classic Pinocchio, when you wish upon a star, right? Oh, look, you all started singing without me even cueing you. You're so good. Even poets... Um, have been captivated by stars. And this is a very short poem by a contemporary poet named Nikita Gill, who writes, We have calcium in our bones, iron in our veins, carbon in our souls, and nitrogen in our brains. 93% stardust with souls made of flames. We are all just stars that have people names. Isn't that beautiful? Well, friends, it is that person, really a star child, that the wise men came looking for so many thousands of years ago. It is a star child that these magi traveled hundreds and hundreds of miles to see. But friends, this is one of the most peculiar stories in at least the Gospels, um, I think, that we can encounter because there is very little of this story that makes any sense at all. Right? I mean, think about it. First of all, our story shifts location. 
it usually doesn't happen, uh, completely out of the realm of where God's people are residing. We are taken far away some scholars think like 990 miles. Some think maybe even above 1,000 miles away to the east. And suddenly, these scholars, these men, astronomers who study the night sky, who are well-versed in prophecies and, uh, and wisdom and probably across multiple religions, they were not Jewish, and yet they knew that on this particular night when a star appeared, whether it was a new star or perhaps everything just lined up just right, they went, aha, this is the one we've been waiting for. Well, why have they been waiting for this king? This has nothing to do with them. Regardless, they pack up their bags, and granted, this probably took quite a bit of time, because first you have to see the star, and then you have to connect the dots, and then you have to cross-reference everything, right? And then, well, if you're going to make a journey of close to a 1,000 miles, that takes planning. I know how much it takes to just plan like a three-and-a-half-hour trip to Maryland with my family, but can you imagine what it must have taken to like set up your entourage and gather the gifts and plan your route and get your camels ready? Probably weeks just to get all that sorted out, and then you hit the road and you're guided only by a star? It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Isn't it? It doesn't make any sense. And they journey for months. Months. Now, we don't know how many there were, but I'm willing to bet that along the way, they probably lost a few people. Either uh, because things happen on the road, it was dangerous times, or they just got on each other's nerves and said, to heck with this, I'm going home. <laughs> or... Or because what seemed like a good idea at first, maybe like 300 miles down the road, and you're like, what are we doing? Why are we even doing this? So regardless of how many they started out with or how many they ended up with, this group of strangers set out on this journey Believing in something. And it's not even clear what they believe in. Only that they trust that this sign that has appeared means something. They are meaning makers. Like all of us. Throughout our journey of life... Well, I don't know about you, but I like to look for signs. Throughout our journey of life, we as people look for meaning everywhere we go. We look for signs that assure us we've made the right decision or we're on the right path or we're doing what God has called us to do, whether it makes sense or not. And sometimes we really depend on those signs, especially when it doesn't make a whole lot of sense 
of what we're doing. And sometimes our journey from one step, from one sign to the next is is short. And sometimes, like those magi, it takes months and miles. But we have to stay the course and walk on in faith. Well, those wise guys, they get all the way to uh, Herod. And here we see play out some tension that has happened before in the history of God's people where there is one king who has been appointed by the people. In this case, Herod had been appointed by Rome to be king. But then there's a king that God has appointed. And what happens when one king feels threatened by another? Bad news. Bad news. It's not good. It's not good. But can you imagine the confusion of the wise men when they get to the, the palace and they're like, we're here to see the king. And they're like, excuse me, what? I'm the king. They're like, oh, no, you're not, because this star says otherwise. I'm sorry, the star says otherwise? Because Rome has put me here as king. This is a kerfluffle in the making. So Herod hatches his scheme, and he sends the wise men out, and they're like, okay, this is like even more confusing than before. This doesn't make any sense, but we're still going to follow this star because we've made it this far. We've made it this far. We might as well see it through to the end. But the star doesn't lead them to another palace. It leads them to some like busy, bustling neighborhood in backwoods Bethlehem. And can you imagine the looks on Mary and Joseph's neighbors' faces as these wise men show up bearing gifts? They weren't like in some house on acres of land all by themselves, friends. They're in a city, a town. It's crowded and bustling and busy. And suddenly this like royalty shows up. I can't even begin to imagine the confusion that was all around, especially on these poor wise men. But they're still holding on and trusting that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing because here's the star over this house, and they walk into the house, and there's no king. There's a toddler, like Charlie. Probably wreaking havoc because... While Jesus was divine, Jesus was also human. And human toddlers wreak havoc wherever they go, don't they? He was probably pulling pots and pans off of the shelves as the wise men are there trying to give honor a king. And here's a little boy in diapers, or not, I don't know. And what must have been going through Mary's mind? She was probably just trying to make a meal. And all of a sudden, these strangers have shown up on her doorstep with gifts. Because they know 
that her son is special. Nobody else knows. They've been like undercover for however long it's been. We guess around two years. He's just been an ordinary baby. He cries. He makes dirty diapers. He nurses. He plays. He cries some more. Wakes up the neighbors. Ugh. Nobody knows except Mary and Joseph how special he is until these men show up from the east and blow the lid off of everything. It doesn't make any sense. But so much of God's story doesn't make any sense. It doesn't really make sense that in the beginning, God, in God's great creativity, created this wonderful world that we're still figuring out how it works. And that in the midst of all this grandeur, God decides that, you know what, it's missing two-legged beings that make big mistakes all the time. We really mess things up. But God said, they're good. I love them. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense that God would reach out time and time again to humanity through the ages, no matter how big of a mess we make, trying to make things right, trying to say, I love you. Let's do better next time, shall we? Like that loving parent. All right, we made a mistake, but what can we learn from this? Let's try again next time. It doesn't make sense that God doesn't give up on any of us. It doesn't make sense the way that some of God's people follow so faithfully, like Abraham, who God took out one starry night and said, Look at the stars. Do you see how many there are? That's how great your descendants will be. And Abraham believed him. It doesn't make sense that God would send prophet after prophet after prophet to try to call us back. But God did. And when that didn't even work, God said, you know what, I'm going to do the thing that makes the least amount of sense of all, and that is I am just going to go down there myself. <laughs> Y'all aren't listening. I'm just going to come down there myself. And God became a baby. It doesn't make sense. But that's what God did. And that's what God does. God calls us sometimes, many times, to do things that simply don't make sense. And we have to trust that God knows what's best for us. Now, when those wise men entered the house and saw toddler Jesus in all his toddler glory, it's not clear in the scripture if they fully understood just who it was they were meeting. 
They trust that he's the king of the Jews, even though it doesn't make sense. But it's not clear that they understand the one they're looking at is the same one who placed that star in the sky to begin with. That when they're looking at that two-year-old, they're really seeing the face of God. Sometimes the revelations that God gives us don't hit us until much later. And I wonder how many times in our day-to-day lives God appears before us in a way so ordinary that we miss it. We might be looking God straight in the face and not even know it. Perhaps ever. But it's my prayer that the Spirit would open our eyes so that when we look at one another, we might see that divine spark that's in each one of us, that stardust, if you will, that within each one of us shines the light of Christ. And I'd like to close with just one of uh, my favorite verses of Scripture. It's from the Gospel of John. In the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God in all things, even us came into being through him. And without him, not one thing came into being. What has come into being through him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. May your light twinkle or dazzle or shine brightly wherever you go so that it might lead others to know the Christ child. Amen. Amen.